Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible and the New Living Translation. Today is July 24th, and our reading comes from Romans chapter 8. Beginning in verse 26, Paul says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Oh my goodness, I love that. In every area of your life where you feel weak, God wants to be your strength. Isn't that good? I love what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12. He says, In my weakness, his strength is perfected. In our weakness, we turn to God in faith independence, and His strength comes and flows into our life. So the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. And then Paul says, for example, sometimes that's true about prayer. He says sometimes we don't know how to pray. And God, the Holy Spirit, prays for us with groanings we cannot express. So sometimes in prayer, this has certainly been true for me. I'm sure it's been true for you. I'm not sure how to pray about a particular situation. I'm not sure what's right or wrong. I'm not sure what uh, God would want in this situation. And Paul just assures us in that moment, in our weakness, when we're not sure how to pray, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. And then he goes on to say he does it in harmony with God's own will. In other words, the Holy Spirit, he is God. He knows the mind of God. And so he can pray in God's will on our behalf. Verse 28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. One of my favorite verses, my life verse, actually. Romans 8, 28 is God is working in all things, in the good things and the bad things. And the things we saw coming and the things that surprised us and what was easy and in what was hard, God is working redemptively in all of it for our good. So let's open our heart to what God is doing in all of our circumstances. Verse 29, for God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son. That is God's purpose for your life. That's why our mission is we want to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus, and to do what Jesus did. Well, Paul says right here in Scripture, God chose us so that we'd become like his son and we'd be one of his brothers, so that Jesus would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Again, we're part of his family. We're his sons and daughters. Jesus is our brother. Verse 31 What shall we say about such wonderful things as this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Isn't that great to know? God is for you. And because God is for you, nobody can be against you. God is working in all things for your benefit, and no one can do anything to stop him. Verse 32, since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up, gave up Jesus for us, won't he also give us everything else? 
Man, what a great promise. If God would give his one and only son, why would we believe that he would withhold any good thing from us? Now, here's here's what we got to understand because this is where we get confused. Often what we want, what we're convinced is a good thing, well, God knows better. So I've learned in part because of a verse like this, that when I don't understand, when God says no, or when God says not yet, I can rest in the fact that he's my father, he knows what's best, he's working for my good, and if he would give me Jesus, it's not because he's holding out, it's not because he's not generous, it's not because his heart is not good towards me, it's because he's trying to love me well in that moment. If he gave me Jesus, he'll give me all things. I love that. Verse 33, who dares accuse us whom God has chosen? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. You know what I love about this that verse? When I read it, what comes to mind is I think about times that people have wrongfully accused my children. Oh, you want to fire up a parent? You wrongfully accuse one of my kids, right? And that mom, that dad will come to the rescue. Well, here's what Paul is saying. When we trusted in Jesus, we were covered in the righteousness of God. So you better not stand up and accuse one of God's kids who are clothed in righteousness and washed in the blood of Jesus. He is coming to our defense. I love that. Verse 34, who will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died and was raised to life for us and is sitting in a place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. You can't condemn us. Why? Well, because Jesus is our defense attorney and he's at the right hand of the father and he's already paid the price. You cannot be condemned because of your faith. In Jesus, verse 35, can anything ever separate us from God's love? Listen to me. Do you believe that God loves you, warts and all, despite your past, despite your imperfection? Here's what Paul says. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And then he says this. This is important to understand. He says, does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? He says, no, despite all these things, the overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. We've got to be careful that we don't look at our circumstances, some of our suffering, and to conclude that because we suffer, it means God doesn't love us. Listen, Jesus suffered. And he was the perfect, sinless, loved son of God. So our suffering in a fallen world does not mean we're not loved by God. In fact, he goes on to say very clearly, I love this. Listen carefully. Verse 38, I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. 
no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. What a great God we served. You are loved by God. Let me pray for you. Father, we're so grateful for your love. Your love is healing our hearts and setting us free. We are your children, and you live in us, and we want to live in your presence. We want to live to please such a great God. We want to live and to be like such a great God. We're so grateful for you, Lord. We love you. We bless you. Fill our hearts with your love. Help us to follow you, to be transformed by your presence and your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What a great passage of Scripture. I'm so glad you're taking just this journey with me, and I hope you know just how loved you are. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.